The opinions and views expressed in this video are purely for entertainment purposes and not for investment advice. What is up, my goons? Today we're going to look at some charts and uh, we'll we'll go over what we're thinking. Who has the balls to shoot to, to to short a rally? And who has the I balls to buy a, a, a? Yeah, you do. That's right. <laughs> this, That's is how get, this is how we get the best price, right? But yeah. like, the people don't realize, like, when you're comfortable at a price, think of how many other people are comfortable at that price. You're not getting a deal. Yeah. Right. I don't know what the, the number one thing to look for is if you're trying to buy, if you're trying to short into a rally is look for volume. So check out that, like, see where that kind of like double top is in the middle there. Right. Yeah. Right above where you are. Look at the, look at the volume right there. Yeah. See how big that volume candle is. Yep. That's a huge shove into that line. That shows me that that's a big rejection into that level because it's exhausted by that point. Like if you're, if you're, if you have low volume up towards that line, and then you get over it, that's when it's going to just explode and blow through the line and kill shorts, right? But if you have if you have a big, fast volume pushed into the line, you can hammer that thing short and it'll just tank right back down. Interesting. So that's that's the key is like volume plays a massive factor. If you can, you can line up your levels and watch the volume at the same time, that's when you know you're in the right trade. Because if it's coming, if it's coming up to that line and like, that's what I do all the time. Like I'll draw lines and I'll see like, it'll be, you know, the stock will kind of be creeping up into my line, but the volume is just consistent. So if it gets towards that line, I'm not going to short into it yet. And it'll kind of flutter around it. It might even break down a little bit, but the volume is just steady. And then all of a sudden you'll see it turn around and then it'll just get this huge shove up. And it'll be massive volume because everybody else is looking at that, that line that I was looking at. So you got guys shorting into it. And then when it gets through, they all get blown out. So they're, so what happens is when they get blown out, then the big volume pushes all the shorts stops getting stopped out, which means when shorts get stopped out, because shorts are the natural buyers, yeah. as soon as they're stopped out, then you have no more, like you have very, very minimal chance of short squeeze, which means there's not going to be as nearly as much upward buying pressure. You also have all longs that would have chased that move because they see the volume spike and they're thinking, oh man, look at the volume coming and this thing's going up. But yeah, it's going right up into a resistance level on high volume as shorts are getting stopped out. So what happens when we get to that level? There's no more shorts because they've already all stopped out. There's no more shorts and we've had this big move. There's no more buying pressure. So now all of a sudden we're way up here on high volume. There's no buying pressure. Longs chase this thing all the way up. It sits there for a second. As soon as it turns around, you just get that big flush. And that's where I make my money. Well, and then you get guys like me who bought at the bottom. We're just getting ready to sell. I'm just, I'm just ready to pull that fucking, if I'm not selling on the way up, I'm already, you know, pulling the trigger. Yeah, so you're you're watching the volume to sell because as soon as you see it start to accelerate, that's when you want to start taking profits. Yeah, I'm like this thing's run out of steam. It's uh, it's not good. Although I tend I tend to try to wait for the second, like the first one, because you, you you look at these like it can keep going up, right? I usually look for the second failure or rejection, like a lower low, or even okay. or even like or even matching it. That tells me the momentum's gone. Yeah, that's where I'd add my short. Yeah. Like I'd start in, I'd start it on the first hit, and then if I got a double top, then I'd I'd, go, I'd be full size on that. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yeah, I love double tops, man. They're they're the best. <laughs> yeah, it used to be that I saw a double top, and I just like it was depressing for me. Like, ah, oh, it was failure. But then now I see double tops, or like, or I see one that possibly forming. I'm like that's opportunity. This is when I act. You know, this, yeah. this is my move. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if I see if I see like if I see a volume push into my line, and like if you get if you get two volume pushes, like if you get a push and then it kind of comes down a bit, and then you get another push and it goes to a new high, 
and that one rejects as well on high volume, then you like this, those sell offs are the best, man. Those things just go forever. How often does that happen? Like it'll do a higher high, but then it still get rejected every day. Really? Oh yeah, and what I do, yeah, for sure. I don't see that too often in big caps because usually when it, when we well. Okay, well, don't. so that's the difference, though. You do intraday because we if we get a higher close, that's usually a signal to buy for a lot of. Yeah, because so, yeah, usually, usually what happens is like you're getting you're getting like a new high, like you're getting a new high a day or whatever yeah. on that first push, right? So now it's got everybody's attention. Yeah. You know everything that I just talked about with shorts blowing out on the high volume. That's happened now. So then when you get that first little dip then you get longs that start piling in because you're like, oh my God, it's pulled back a little bit. We're already at new highs a day. And then what happens is everybody knows like, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but like people like me, they know what's happened during that previous move. So they know that longs are trapped. They know that shorts are out of the move. So there's no more buyers, right? So when if when you get that, you get that next little turn, all that is, is, is scared shorts, you know, a tiny handful of scared shorts covering really quickly because they think it's going to go to new highs. And then as soon as it breaks that prior top, all the longs that are stupid start to buy in really fast. But all the shorts that are smart, like me, I got all my orders sitting above that. So it'll just rip into all my short orders. And then when it comes back down, now we have two huge chunks of longs that are trapped. So there's there's nothing like that. Every single little, you know, that thing can pop and just you'll just short that all the way down to all the way down to the bottom because every pop is going to get sold into at that point. Because you've, you've trapped people twice on high volume now. Yeah. You yeah, know, just reminded me of something. Back with the, the first and only time I traded chop during those years, I was doing some shady exchanges like Binance. Um, I, do, I did watch the level two a lot because I'd find there's a lot of Fugazi shit happening where like a market maker will put a fucking buy wall, force that price up. To, so now anybody that's not watching is looking at the chart going, oh shit, it's having a rally. It's a fake rally. Yeah, and then as soon as it goes up, they like just pull the order, and then just the rug gets pulled from under you, and just fucking tanks. Yeah, yeah, you see that a lot. Like when it gets close to a level, you might see like you might see like a huge buy order and like you know five hundred thousand shares yeah. or something like that. But it's a fake order, so yeah. as soon as it gets near it, it'll all of a sudden disappear, and then the thing just <laughs> yeah. fucking tanks. Right? Yeah. Or or vice versa, you get the hidden yeah. order where it's like you know you might have an order above it where it says it's twenty shares right at the top, right at the top resistance line. So everybody's buying and buying and buying because it's breaking new highs. They think it's going to go to the moon. And you'll, you'll look at the tape and you just see like 1,000 shares, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, 10,000. And this order is still sitting there and it says it's only like 100 shares. Meanwhile, you look at the tape and you've seen 50,000 shares go through and this order is still sitting there. So like, you know, who, how big is it? Is it a million shares? Like who knows, right? All I know is it's that, that that's one guy who's just like absorbing everything on the short side. And there's another thing, I don't know if you've seen it from the tape, where it's like, because crypto is actually, there's a lot of fake volume, there's a lot of wash trading going on. So I start to get scared when I see a lot of orders for like the same particular amounts. Like it looks like there's a lot of action happening, but it all be like, this example, let's say three bucks. I just see a bunch of chunks of three bucks happening here and there. It just looks like activity is happening, but it's not, it's not real orders. It can't, why would it be broken up in so, in so many, you know, different prices, but at the, at the same uh, amount, sorry, not three bucks, like three shares, right? Okay. So it's like, I just see a whole bunch of like three shares pull through, but at different prices and it's just always happening. It's like fake, fake volume, actually fake, fake activity. Right. Hmm. I used to there's watch for that a lot. Like I, I will, maybe I'm sorry. Just like algorithms, maybe just trading in and out. Yeah. So there's, um, well, Coinbase got, uh, um, ding 3,000, $3 million from that, from the sec where they were, um, accused of wash trading. So it's just like, they're just trading with each other. 
yeah. with their own accounts, right? Just to get some fake volume in there, fake activity. Yeah. yeah. But usually when I see that, I'm like, oh, you know what? As much as I want to make some money, I'm not trading these assets. There's just everything's too stacked against me. I'm not gonna unless I get lucky, I'm not making a dime here. Yeah, that's why it's important to pick your trades too, right? Like that's why it's that's why it's always nice to like look for stuff that are like if it's controlled by retail then you're going to get a lot cleaner moves, right? So like if, if you're seeing a lot, like like above average volume on a stock, like over a period of a week or a day or intraday or whatever it is, that's when you're going to see the chart patterns conform a lot cleaner because you know that the retail traders are beating out the algorithm. So if, if, it's, if you're trading something that's just like steady, consistent volume and you're trying to trade that, like those are the ones where like, unless you really know what you're doing, you're just going to get chopped up because it's all algorithms. So it's it's computer trading and like, you know, these things are in and out in milliseconds, like it's faster than you can operate. So you just get, you just get blown out and you get chewed up and the, the patterns don't really make sense. You get like false breakouts, false breakdowns constantly. Yeah. So like when that volume flow comes in, then the retail can, they can overtake the algorithms and then that's when the charts can form properly. Right. But that's, yeah. that's when everybody gets scared. You know, it's like, you were just talking about like, who's going to short, you know, on a big volume. Spike <laughs> in the line. Like, that's exactly, I, like, I, don't, I don't short unless I see a big volume spike in yeah. the line, because then it could just, then it could just creep right over the line and I'll just get, I'll just get killed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's funny how that works, man. I, uh, we, we want to get behind the mob. Like you want mob. Nobody, nobody can stop the mob. Yeah. It's yeah. scary though, right? Like, I mean, it's the same thing with you when you buy your, you know, your falling knives or whatever. Like you need those big flushes with big volume to get that bounce, right? It's the exact same thing on the short side. Yeah. But it's scary. Like you, like you gotta have some balls to be able to put your orders down there when the thing is just absolutely tanking on you and, you know, well, know that it's going to bounce. <laughs> I mean, it, it works out more often than not. So like, I remember, so, so the May one, obviously the, the big one, I caught the knife perfectly, but just before that, somewhere around the winter we we started the podcast i remember it exactly because i posted the, the the gif of like john snow like standing in front of like a horde of horses like attacking him yeah. and i'm like and i was like and the stock was price price was tanking and, and i put it in order i'm like come get some and he just went yeah. crashed right through my level I'm like oh fuck me <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly that's why it's good to add to a winner you start in a little bit and then once you see it turn around that's when you load into it right that's that was when I got a little too arrogant. I was like, I was, I had my win streak going. I'm like, ah, shit, let's, this has got to be the level. Like, it, it gets to the point where, like, it's almost like, you know, how now it's like we we understand the market will do its thing and we're just trying to understand it. Yeah. You know how, like, it's, at a certain point, you, you win so much, you're like thinking, like, I dictate what the market does. Yeah. And that's when you get fucked up. I know. It's always after your biggest winning streaks, you take the biggest loss, man. Like, I literally, I know that so well that, like, oh, like through like November, I think I, like, it was like a six week period. I took like 23 trades and I think I only had one losing trade, like a really small trade. So I've been like, you know, winning like almost, pretty much everything that I look at, I'm, t I'm taking, I'm pulling money out of the market. Right. And like, I just started like going into this month, I just started to like feel off. I was like, mm. I was like, mm. I was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to start sizing down a little bit. So I just, I just like, I just pull off the gas a little bit. Cause I was like, you know what, this, like things are just going too well. I was just getting like, I could feel myself getting like overconfident. I was like, no, 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 I need to, I need to relax a little bit. Cause I know what's going to happen is something's going to go against me. And I'm going to think that I'm like, you know, King shit and just keep adding to it. And I'm going to lose like a whole month's worth of profits. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just want to point out that it's, it's wisdom that Caitlin is saying, but it's also hardcore earned lesson, learned lesson that, you know, cause you don't, yeah. 
you don't just suddenly decide to have that kind of discipline without having gotten bitch slapped at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trust me, it's not a lot of fun when you spend hours and hours every day like putting into this stuff and you're winning for like six weeks and you lose it all in one day. Like it doesn't feel very good. So once you, once you do that, once you learn not to do it again. No, six times. I blew, I blew up six accounts, six features accounts. I've, I've never actually blown up an account, but I've had some pretty annoying losses. So. Well, so this I got from that uh, the 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 FX trader, because he he doesn't use stops. He uses um the blown. He blows up his accounts. He basically puts in what he's ready to lose, and blowing up is his stop. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I mean, depending on your account size, I guess I could technically work. Yeah, it works for futures because I'm playing 100x leverage. So what I have in the accounts like 200 bucks. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. So at that point, I'm just like, so what I thought what he said, I was like, this actually makes sense. Like. Yeah, shit. Fuck stocks. <laughs> you know, you can also set like a max loss with your broker, right? <laughs> yeah, but it just seems more fun. It's like, yeah. It's like riding a motorcycle without a helmet or some shit. It's just like, yeah, this is stupid, but look at me. Yeah, yeah, I guess I can see that. Yeah. I just have my I just have my broker level stop. So like if I get to a certain loss on the day, then it just like the broker automatically liquidates my positions, locks me out so I can't trade till the next day. The fact that they have that feature, it just tells you what's going on with, you know. Yeah, it saves you from yourself, man. Because like, I, you know, I could, like, I could be making money for five years and then all of a sudden one day I'm tired, I'm in a bad mood, I'm pissed off at someone and I go to trade and like, it goes against me and I just keep adding and adding and you, 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 you know, you can lose a year's worth of gains. Like it's, it's human nature. It literally protects you from yourself, right? It's not that you don't know what to do. It's just that like everybody has a bad day and. You know, if you're if you're trading stocks and you have a bad day, it can be very expensive if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah, the emotions override everything. I think I said on the podcast, like I had this one, the what what stopped me from trading, uh, just before the summer when you gave me that advice to step away, like um, I I was I had that win streak, then I started tilting where it's like, I'll grind like two three hundred bucks per trade and I'll lose like two three thousand per fucking loss, and then I got to the point where I'm just increasing the size of my my trades to the point where i had this one position it was like, it was, it was like five figures yeah. or six figures and then i was in it and I, I got to the point where i was like fuck if this thing goes against me two percent i'm using 50x leverage yeah so so then I, I actually managed to i didn't sleep for like eight hours watching the fucking chart and, and i got out of that position about even the thing that i it would have been profitable except i how much fees i had to pay because of the size of the fucking order but 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 I got out of it basically even, and then I just kind of like did one of those whoa kind of things. I was just like, I'm like I'm walking away. <laughs> yeah, I know it's tough, man. You can't do that to yourself. It's too stressful, right? Like that's why like 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 my my progression of leveling up for me is like once like let's just say I'm using a thousand shares on a like on a regular trade or whatever it is or 500 shares or whatever your normal size is. Like I want to absolutely maximize what I can do with that 500 or 1,000 shares on on my normal setups before I increase my size. Because like if you're kind of like like if you're at let's say your average win is 100 bucks and your average loss is 200 bucks, like you should figure out how to make your average loss 100 bucks and your average win 200 bucks with the same amount of size before you start increasing your size. Because what's going to happen is like if you're like oh yeah you know I make I mean, I usually make a hundred bucks, but my loss is twice as big every time I take a loss. And then, and then you just, you start increasing your size. Well, like, you know, what happens if 
you take a loss and you take another loss and then now your confidence is gone and you're all frustrated and you, you haven't really maximized what you can do with that level of shares to begin with. So now you're going to be trading poorly. You're going to be taking even bigger losses because you've just increased your size without actually maximizing your strategy. And then you just like, it just becomes a slippery slope, right? Like you'd be surprised how much money you can make with like 500 or a thousand shares. Like if, if you can really, like really maximize, get the, get the far end of both levels and, and get in and out as the thing's moving in your direction. Like just keep trading over and over and over and recycling your shares. Dude, basically you're talking about like the, the, the one trade, I guess, the one asset you're trading, like one day you could make quite a bit. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you can just like, you can keep trading in and out, right? Like it's like, like the charts we were looking at where it's like, okay, yeah, you know, like you, you, you short at the top and you cover at the bottom of the channel or whatever. But like what you can do is like you can start in at the top and then once you see it confirm, you can add in really big. And then if you see like an accelerated wash, you can cover, like let's just say you're using a thousand shares, you can cover 200 shares. And then when it bounces back up a little bit, you can add those 200 shares back. And then when it washes again, you can cover 200 more shares. And then when it bounces up again, you can add it back. So like you're still working with that, that major core average, which is at the top of the channel. But as the thing is kind of ticking down in your favor, you're just, you know, you're just adding more and more and more into your bank account, right? Like along the way. So you can actually pay yourself a lot more, which is like, that's how you maximize what you can do with a set number of shares, right? Instead of like, one in one out full size like well what if it misses your order by five cents and then it co comes all the way back up and now you're break even right but what you're saying is you're going super saiyan too <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah I, I i know i've tried something like that before but i can't do it I, no no i um shorter time frames does some mesmerizing hypnosis shit to me just makes it work i just fall into like quicksand and just gets bad real fast oh really i'm the opposite man longer time frames i just get bored and frustrated and i end yeah. up just selling and <laughs> i love how like opposite we are this is like i love long time frames now but it's funny because like i would consider myself more risk averse than you like you take bigger like <laughs> in my opinion you take way bigger risks than i do but like everybody looks at what i do and they're like oh my god you're nuts like how could you do that it's so scary and like that's how I think about when I look at the stuff that you do. But like, to me, it's like super low stress. Yeah. It's funny how perspective changes things, right? Yeah. I actually do think what you do is actually kind of stressful and hard. Like, <laughs> like I, could, I don't, it's to the point where I would, I'd avoid it. You know, I like trying anything, but like I'm avoiding, yeah. I'm actively avoiding it. <laughs> so. That's hilarious. All right. Thanks for watching guys. Tune in next week.